Hey everybody, it's Dee here. Welcome back to another episode of the show. Thank you so much for joining us and as always, we're so grateful for your ongoing support. It really does mean the world to both of us. Today's episode is special because it launches a series of interviews that we've been so excited about doing but have been prevented from doing so due to little bumps with COVID and other little ongoing issues that have stalled us. But today it all begins and we can't wait to bring this one to you. Today's episode is with Sam Crawford and he is the founder of the Monkey Movement. Sam explains during the podcast what that's all about, so I won't give away too much there. But on top of that, Sam is a fitness coach, a personal trainer, and a breathing coach, which is a world that is a little bit new to me. I know a little bit about it, but I learned so much more in this episode. Sam actually took Doss and I through a 10-minute breathing exercise before we even started the podcast, which put us in a brand new headspace, and we, we touch on that in the podcast. But the real gem of this podcast is exactly how open Sam is with his battles with anxiety and his lowest of lows, especially during the COVID lockdown. He shares with us exactly how low his moments got, but more importantly, how he got out of them and some of the strategies he's used to build a reliable system to prevent that from happening again at such an extreme level. He shares a personal story about how one of his closest mates did one act of kindness that helped him in one of his toughest moments. It then opened up a can of worms for the conversation between the three of us about how we can actually be better at being mates. Asking our mates when they're struggling, pulling them into line when we can sense something's up, and also communicating how we feel to them when they might not quite understand exactly how we're feeling. We can't thank Sam enough for how open he was, how vulnerable he was, and how raw he was on this podcast. It's exactly what the show's all about. But I won't give too much more away. For now, here's the podcast, and we'll see you next week. Cheers. Welcome to the Dawson D Show. Two great mates striving to improve in all areas of their lives. The podcast is designed to empower everyday humans just like us who want to add more joy, energy and happiness into their daily lives. Sharing our real life experiences and everyday struggles, relating to them in a personal way. Expect uncensored stories, plenty of laughs and tips and tricks to inspire you on your own journey. Now, let's go balls deep. How are you feeling, Doss? Well, mate, I feel a million bucks. That was different to normal. That was. Do you want to quickly just give the listeners... Well, a... well you're going to introduce our, our guest that's that's come on the show today, but he's just taken us through 10 minutes of breath work, and we've never done that before, have we? No, I had to learn to breathe properly, and I yeah. still don't think I got it totally right, but I feel a lot better. Well, right giving now. it a go, you know, that's winning in itself. So, mate, feeling... Good. Oh, it's going to be a good podcast, and that's what our guest said. So we want to welcome Sam Crawford. Crawford, welcome to the Dawson D Show. Thanks for having me, boys. How are you? Oh, mate, we're on top of the world. We're very excited for feeling, this. Uh, feeling really good. Thanks, good. thanks good for, for that. Here. That was awesome. No worries. Well, boys did well. Dawson, uh, Crawford and I, I should say, had a coffee last week and had a chat about what we could dive into, and the conversation got very deep, very quick, which I was very excited about. I gave Dawson a call straight away to, to let him know how we went. So he's well, going to be well, good. because you two. Explain the story, how you two know each other, because you guys, it wasn't like a stranger and a stranger. You guys have known each other for years. Well, how about you take the four, Croft? Well, Danny, Shula. <laughs> that, um, this is your life with Daniel Shula. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a little while, mate. I think we started playing cricket uh, down at Murdoch when we were about nine or ten, didn't yeah, we? That's right, mate. And then played our junior footy together down at the mighty South Mornington. Three feet. So, the three feet, mate. So um, you never used to stop talking about it at school either. <laughs> so. Neither do I, mate. It's, uh, it's all I've really done in my sporting career. So <laughs> Croft, Croft carried us through the three feet as well. Captain as well. Uh, he was a very good player. We talked about that bef- a little bit before. But since then, Croft has got a bit of an interesting past. So just take us through 
the last two or three years, how you've got to where you are now is a better way to phrase it. And yeah, just the last couple of years in your journey. Yeah, well, it's definitely been an interesting last year, that's for sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, last couple of years. So um, recently just opened the, the Good Life Health Clubs in Mornington. And then a little bit more recently, well, over the past month, just opened up uh, a new business called The Monkey Movement. So um, yeah, things are good. Life's good. Moving in the right direction. Perfect. Awesome, mate. On that, you know, you've kind of briefly touched on there. Tell us a bit more about, um, I'm sure, you know, in that last introduction that we've heard, Dee's given a nice little background check on who you are, but give us an idea on where the passion for, you know, health and fitness, you're obviously a part of good life, but that obviously dives deep, you know, a lot further than just a gym and personal training. There's, there's a love for looking after your body and your health. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I think more so looking after other people. Um, obviously, mm. you've got to look after yourself first because if your, if your glass is empty, then you can't fill up anyone else's. Mm. So, um, yeah, a big part of my routine is keeping my mental and physical health um, on point yeah. um, so that then I can give it to others as well. So, um, yeah, I think it stemmed back from my dad. He's a, a, a gym owner. Um, and I started cleaning his bikes and cleaning his toilets at his gym when I was about 16. So, yeah. um, Does he still own a gym? Yeah, yeah, he's got one down in Morty Alex. So, oh, wow. um, yeah, he's he's going well. But, um, yeah, I suppose it stemmed from back then. And yeah. pretty much um, when I quit uni after three weeks and said, no, nah, this isn't for me. <laughs> good on you. Got a sales job at a gym and, yeah, um, yeah sort of took it from there. Yeah, good on you, mate. So the monkey movement, let's talk a little bit about the monkey movement, then we'll dive into yourself a little bit more. Yep. What is it? How did it come about? What's the best way to describe what it is? Yeah. Um, put me on the spot there, but um, I should know a little bit about it. So um, <laughs> the, the monkey movement is a semi-private personal training program. So we run it out of good life. And then as well, I'm a breath coach too. So... Um, helping people with, you know, overcoming some anxious feelings and being in control of of their mind. So, um, stemmed back from last year when I was going through something, um, you know, some anxious feelings, and found that just an amazing tool to use to to overcome that. So, yeah, I'll, I'm intrigued now. So, breath work, you know, there, there's lots of different types, you know, and I'm sure being, you know, a breath work coach, you've educated yourself on what there is and tested and tried and whatnot with anxiety and even just in general everyday life we all experience stress so but some more so than others and then there's you know extreme anxiety and anxiety and panic disorders um which we can dive into as well but what have you found yourself that with breath work personally like how much better has it been since you've trained and taught yourself if i could put a number on it yeah it'd be 10 out of 10 yeah um, because we'll get into it a little bit later, but um, you know the amount of anxiety and the feelings that I had through last year mm. have totally dissipated. So um, for that to for that to be one of the contributing factors to helping that, mm. um, like I just think that's bloody amazing. Yeah, mm. huge. We're sort of going around a little bit in roundabouts, but are you happy to share a little bit about that dark period during? perhaps COVID? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And like, to be honest, it was nothing that I knew I couldn't handle. Mm. Um, but for probably a six to eight week period there during the middle of last year, 
um, as I'm sure a lot of people were in the same boat. And yeah, I'll be totally honest, I was going through a real dark patch and just a, a feeling that I'd never had before. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I think that's, that was the same for a lot of people. Um, so if there's anyone listening out there who was in the same boat, like, yeah, I'll try and be as real and as raw as I can um, on this podcast. So, um, That's what we want. Yeah. That's what we, want. we appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. And, and we'll, we'll do it straight back to you. Yeah, yeah. good. <laughs> um, so I'll try and explain it because I think if there's anyone out there who is going through something, I think they'll really get some value out of it. Great. So um, I remember it really clearly. I, I woke up one Monday morning um, and I just had this overwhelming feeling like, rush over me of just like helplessness and that I couldn't describe it that was the thing and that was what really frustrated me Mm -hmm. I couldn't describe how I was feeling for someone who's usually you know pretty positive and happy and I've never gone through anything like that before it was just weird so I it got to the stage where I was having about a, a minute's worth of physical reaction where um, you know, my heart rate would increase dramatically and it would come. So this ang- anxiety, this feeling would come out in this physical form. Um, so, yeah, for someone who'd never been through that, it, can you, it was can tough. You, can you explain a little bit the physical stuff that you're feeling? Yeah. So I would start to shake a little bit mm. and start to sweat, get clammy hands and yeah, it, it, it was like rough. tingling and stuff like that? No. Not tingling, no, yeah. but um, yeah, like for for an emotion to come through in a physical form, like that's, mm. that's it, it was intense. So yeah. Um, yeah, it was probably for a good three week period where it was really bad and then trying to overcome that, that was the journey mm. that we were on. <laughs> were you getting those physical symptoms daily for three weeks or how often in that period? Um, what was it? It was probably... It was just sporadic. Yeah. It was in and out. I'd feel good one day, feel shit the next, mm-hmm. um, wake up like feeling that I couldn't get out of bed. So it was rough. Yeah. But we're here. <laughs> well, that's, well, mate, that's the main thing. Is there any reason in your mind why you were feeling at that time? Was there something going on or was it just a, yeah, this is a good question. random kind yeah. of emotion that was going through? Yeah, yeah. Well, um, I suppose it was, and like looking back on it, um, First of all, I'll say I'm super grateful for having those feelings. Yeah. Because now we can chat about it. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, well, I suppose losing my job, okay. you know, losing mm. um, my identity or what, what I thought was super important to me at the time. So, um, you know, was out of work for seven or eight months and um, just like, put that into perspective. Yeah. Like that on its <laughs> own is fucking shit. Yeah, it's frightening. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. that's scary. Because like, you lose your routine. Yeah. And um, and you're right, you say the word identity, like, people live to work. A lot of people do. Well, yeah, yeah. And, like, I definitely didn't live to work. Know, it was a big part of who I, yeah. I was. You know, you go to work and you, you interact with all these great people and mm. um, you go to the gym. One of your and, biggest passions. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. So you, you lose that and that gets taken away and it's, it's a big part of your your life so um when anything changes like that mm. you know, there's going to be a, a reaction but for such a long period of time and to be honest i, I loved a lot of the that that year yeah like, i yeah, loved yeah. a lot of that period but i think it was uh, probably about september october 
where it just got all too much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and when it all got too much, is there part of this where the breath work or some specific tools came into play where you almost you could say healed yourself or yeah. fixed yourself or yeah that be a good way to term it like, yeah so i um i discovered breath work probably about this time last year so before everything happened with um mm. covid and everything and it was funny i was just in a in the shopping center trying to sign people up to the gym and everything yeah well you got me <laughs> <laughs> and um yeah I'm, I'm one of those people that i love just to to learn off Everyone, like everyone who I come across, I, I can learn something from. Um, so that. I'll definitely have a chat like with people and some people have got a story that, you know, probably isn't too interesting or whatever. But um, this one bloke told me about Wim Hof. And um, from that, I, I thought, oh, okay, you know, sounds interesting or whatever. And I think the first time someone, you know, tries to put something on you, it's almost like, um, all right, you take it with a grain of salt and... Yeah, a bit standoffish, but um, sounded super interesting. So I read into it and had a bit more of a look into it, and like just got drawn in by what he was saying and the science behind it and everything. So I suppose yeah, definitely the the breath work helped, um, and I discovered that yeah earlier in the year, um, but then through everything that was going on, I just wasn't practicing what I was preaching. So mm. um, you know, I fell out of routine through that period you know i couldn't even get up out of bed so definitely getting back into meditation because i found i found that earlier on in the year um and then so i knew it was there and i just wasn't practicing it at the time Mm. so getting back and just simple simple things like starting starting the day with a walk so when you're in that spot it's like when the world seems like it's caving in on you start with one small little thing go for a walk i think Something that I picked up was um, when you're feeling sorry for yourself and you're feeling like, yeah, everything's against you, like have that one day just to, I don't know, sit back and... Self-love kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. One day, or, but yeah. keep it at one day because like the habit, that. the habit that you can create by just continuing to say it's okay, just sit at home and do nothing, that's when you get in a hole. Mm. And I think it was just simple steps by starting with a, a walk, then I'd get into a routine of training and I, I know that I love my training so I f- fell back on that get into training started doing breathing every day got back into the water started swimming again and that was my routine that was mm. my system that's a that's a great tip also for people I, I love hearing that just when I I mean everyone deals with anxiety differently we've all experienced some form of anxiety high or low for me though when I'm when I have those lows I often have those highs like it really kind of manic highs did you experience that during that period at all? When you were feeling good, were you almost too happy or too euphoric? Yeah, I think it's conserving your energy and being aware of it mm. too. So being conscious that you're vibrating on a, mm. a higher level yeah. and um, you know at that real peak. But one thing I'd say about that is that um, a good quote that I heard was, um, this too shall pass. Love that. Love that quote, so, yeah. yeah. So... Um, and I would, I would use that a lot when I was in a bad spot. Yeah. Like sometimes I would just sit in that emotion, like deal with it. This is good. I know that I'm going to overcome it because this too shall pass. Nothing mm. ever stays around for, for too long. So if you're too high, eventually, and this is quite a pessimistic way to look at it, 
but you'll eventually go through some hardship. I, I, love, I think it's Pat Cash or some famous tennis player that has it tattooed on his foot, I think. Yeah. And like oh. a, a picture of a flower or something. What you just said, I, like that is exactly what I was doing like still to this day. Like yep. my fit, like physical anxiety, it's been something I've struggled with. Like everyone knows who listens to podcasts, we've been so open about it. It's been shit. Yeah. But that's what I kept repeating to myself. Not in those words, but this will pass. Yeah. This is only one. And, and actually embracing those feelings um, because if you, which, you know, I struggle with is being fearful of those feelings and thinking, well, what's wrong with me? Yeah, yeah. You're going to be feeling that for a longer period of time. But when you're actually repeating to yourself, no, this is just one moment. Feel it now. It's going to go. It just helps. Yeah, like, yeah. You 100%. Get because yeah. all emotions are beautiful. Yeah. And as I said before, um, if, if I hadn't gone through those emotions, then I wouldn't have the empathy to feel the way that people feel when they say to me, hey, I've got anxiety. Mm. Before, I was just like, oh, yeah? That's <laughs> you know, exactly, what's anxiety? How, I yeah, exactly yeah, yeah. how I was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, it's that level of empathy that you can really start to feel and understand how people are yeah. feeling and what they're going through. So, And I know that's opening, well, that, to me, that's opening in other can of worms, like from someone that's suffered from anxiety for seven, eight, six or seven yeah. years, like that was always a frustration to me. Like if I'm being really honest, like people, some people, especially mates, wouldn't understand it. Yeah. And you would try and explain to them, Oh, it's like it's anxiety, but anxiety to a lot of people is just like oh, stressed, we're yeah. all stressed. Yeah, like oh, I've got a stressful job. Oh, you know, oh, it's all right. Like tap you on the back and you'll be fine. Like, but until you experience it, which you did, and I know you did during COVID, like you can, you can empathise. Yeah, actually understand. Shit, like it can actually be such a scary place to be. Yeah, which your place sounded like it was. Yeah, but I knew that I'd get out of it. Yeah, well, that's the, the biggest part of it. Yeah, was there any temptation to use? other forms to get yourself out of it like substances or alcohol or anything like that um yeah i think there was probably a a time that i was drinking a lot yeah for sure i never used substances to you know coat anything or Mm -hmm. to numb pain numb pain at all um but yeah definitely was drinking a lot more Mm -hmm. and you can feel that effects like i think any time that you have a big weekend or anything like that you you shit for a week, or at least yeah, now these I days am, I am <laughs> getting a little bit older now. But uh, yeah, you can't. <laughs> so um, yeah, even if you you do, you can feel your body and how that reacts to it. So, what do you like on that topic? Like, give us a bit of an idea on balance without like alcohol for that example. Yeah, like you know, especially the industry you're in. Yeah, yeah like uh, we spoke about it with Chris, you know, Delmo, like a couple months ago on it. Like we interviewed him. But what's your take on the balance between? Enjoying yourself, yeah, but staying fit, having a healthy lifestyle, but still having fun. Yeah, no, I did listen to that, and um, I think I'm in the same same boat as Chris there. Like, I love a beer more than anyone, and I think we're in that age group that um, that is a fine line mm. for sure because you don't want to be using that as um, you know a form to when you catch up with your mates. It's, that's all you're doing. Um, but like, oh, I think if it depends what your goals are and, and what you're committed to, like now I, I just can't have a big weekend because, um, I have to get up at four thirty in the morning. Yeah. So if I have yeah. to rock up on, on Monday and I've had, um, 20 beers on the weekend, then <laughs> no sleep. it's no good, no. but don't get me wrong. Um, There's love a, a beer. A there is love a beer, love socializing. And I think, um, you need to have 
A bit of both and a balance, 100%. Hmm. He's good at it too, Doss, Croft. Oh, well, <laughs> I, 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 well, I think we might be due. Yeah, yeah. I think so. I think well, so. well, it is a Friday night, oh, boys. Let's back in the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> Had one with Chris as well, didn't you? Yeah, we did. But that was a slab. So. <laughs> I'm interested too, Croft, about... We were talking off air last week about our mates and our friendship groups and who we surround ourselves with and talking about this kind of stuff openly. How do you go with your mates? Yeah. Well, the, the way I would put it is I am absolutely blessed with the group of friends that I've got. I think I'll, I'll tell you a quick story. When I was going through that rough time last year, and he'll have a listen to this because I'll, I'll tell him to, but um, one of my mates, Mikey McAvoy. Yep. Um, good man. He's a good man. Yeah, I, I'd, I had expressed to my group of friends how I was feeling, which I think was the number one key. Um, but I I'll, I'll, don't think I'll ever forget this, and I didn't really realize it at the time but um i got home one day and there was just a, a box with a, a present in it simple gift and a note that said um we get a little bit emotional about this but um yeah it said whatever we're going through um i'll always be there there with you and i forget exactly what it said but that was the main main gist of it that i'll always be there for you or always be there with you um and that I think it probably took me a week or two to really like realize like that impact of that. Yeah. But it just took a huge weight off my shoulders um, along with my partner Matilda as well. Like I tell her how I'm feeling and everything. So um, the the people who you surround yourself with is, is key. But I think a really important thing with that is if I hadn't have expressed to my friends the way I was feeling... Um, I wouldn't have got that. Yeah. So, yes, it is as much as our friend's duty to ask, are you okay and how are you going? But at the end of the day, if there's anyone who is really struggling, just fucking talk to someone. Mm. Because if you let that out and let that emotion out, that's therapy in itself. I think if we sometimes we get too caught up in our own head and it's hard to figure out and piece the puzzles together... Mm. Um, but that was the number one thing that helped me for sure. Can you, um, on that, can you explain a bit for those that might be struggling and do find the thought of that, you know, reaching out to a psych is difficult or reaching out yep. to a friend is hard. Yeah. I was talking about this with someone last week. Can you share the feeling you had when you did share it? Oh, like just a like huge weight got lifted. Yeah. Um, I think the biggest thing with it is it clears it up in your own head. Because you start talking about how you're feeling and I think the biggest thing for me was not quite understanding how I was feeling. So when you when you get it out, it sort of puts pen to paper for yourself. For mm. sure. Um, and having some quality friends who ask in a, a bit more depth always helps too. Mm. <laughs> that's, mate, that story was powerful. Yeah. It's actually made me think about how I can be a better friend. Like, Same with 100%. me. 100%. Yeah. It's hard with it's hard with mates. I mean, we we're all, well, we were talking about this last week too. I mean, we're we Doss and I talk about this all the time. Like, especially as blokes, we're not good. We're still not. We're learning, but we're not good at oh, yeah. opening up yet. We're not all on that same level. Yeah. yeah, I just think it's so powerful. I don't even know where I'm going with this. No, but man, that's, <laughs> and that's what I'm like. We want this chat to be. We don't want yeah. it to be just a rapid fire Q and A. Yeah, want a discussion. Yeah, like, yeah. And this is what we want to do with other people and other mates and those listening to do the same with. Yeah, and we still don't know. Um, I don't know if there is a right or wrong way to do it, but 
um, keeping communication lines open between friends and um, like I, I've been in the boat too where I think we chatted about this last mm. week, Shula, but um, like having the, the courage to ask someone mm. or if you know that they're going down a, a path or know that what they're doing isn't quite right. Yeah. Um, and they might not know it at the time, but having the courage to say something. Yeah. You know, having the courage to say, all right, three, two, one. How's your mental health? Mm. Yep. Like you sound like, well, we know you're very lucky. We all are. We're very blessed to have a good mm-hmm. circle of friends. But can you be at times brutally honest with your mates, like when you need to be? Or is, that, is there still a line that, need, in your opinion, is there still a line that needs to be, you know, can you cross that line with your mates? Can they do it with you? Yeah. Um, good question. And like, to be honest, we're probably not there yet. Mm. Yeah, I think I'd be lying if I said to you that we've got a perfect relationship where everything's on the table and but I think um you know we're getting there yeah for sure so I think yeah something like this podcast can open up a can of worms for a friend group and start to dive into those hard hard topics Mm. be great if even just this chat opens up a conversation with one of our mates with one of your mates yeah that's just something like that like I I hate saying this but we're talking to Chris off air about this too like how many blokes we've lost in this age group to suicide men and women men and women yeah but um in our circle mainly men there are women too of course and i hate it's gut-wrenching to think what could have i done if i had that chance to have a conversation ask a better question Mm. not just are you okay but a better question yeah that's something i value with our friendship group is we can really go deep and yeah well mate like that fits in beautifully like we interviewed someone else before you this morning and um we were so excited after it. And we'll probably do this when you leave. Because, uh, <laughs> and we both just, we like just grab it, like... Embrace. We had a big hug. Like, yeah. We were just stoked with it. Like it probably outdid our expectations. Not that we had bad expectations. We had great expectations. But it outdid those great expectations. Mm. And we were just so, we we're proud of it. Like, yeah, yeah. Buddy, well, as you should be, boys. As and, you should be. You're making, like, a di- you're making a difference. And like everyone should be. You know, everyone should probably celebrate those little wins too. You know? How do you crawl with everything that... I mean, we just did the breathing before, which was really cool. How do you influence your mates to get on board this stuff? It's a tough than, one, mate. Yeah, rather than getting one. on the piss. Like, <laughs> yeah. how do you... On a Friday night, how do you say, why don't we try this instead of, let's all get on the piss straight away? Yeah, right? yeah. And like, I'm even in that same boat. For me to, um, to deliver the most quality session on the Saturday, mm. I need to be in the right state Friday night to yeah. wake up spot on. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's definitely a tough one getting all the boys into it. Um, plenty of them have been down, if you're listening, boys. Um, still need to get a few of you there, for sure. <laughs> get down, boys. Yeah. We're but coming. We're we're coming. I we're think coming. it's just um, healthy habits. Yeah. Like, you know, it should start earlier, but getting to this age now, like, we need to, yeah, start doing things and looking after ourselves yeah. because if we, if we keep... Um, going down the path and not talking about how we're feeling, drinking, um, you know, three, four, yeah. five times a week. Yeah. You're just not looking after yourself and not doing yourself any yeah. a- any favours. Mm. And I'd love to hear from you. Like, you mentioned healthy habits. Can you give us some healthy habits that over the last couple of years, since your transformation, you've got to this point? Like, yeah. what are some things that you cha- have changed that you might, would that you were doing before that now you're not? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Definitely drinking a lot less, yep. um, which helps. I'll, I'll still still drink on the weekends and 
um, well, not every weekend, but yeah. um, that's definitely helped m- minimising that. What else? I think. Well, is I, I was fascinated because you're getting up so early. Is sleep yeah. the massive one? Has to be. Yeah. 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 Has to be. I have my um, my bedtime alarm on. Yeah. So <laughs> bedtime alarm goes off at eight thirty, which means I've got another hour, so I have to be in bed at nine fifteen. Otherwise, I just wake up no good at yeah. all. So definitely sleep. Walking, getting out, like having an adventure on Sunday, mm. like to set you up for the week. Um, apart from obviously the the obvious ones with meditation mm-hmm. um, and, and breathing, but um, another good one's just getting in for a swim in the beach, going down to the beach. Yeah. Yep, getting in nature. But it all sort of stemmed from last last year, I think, when I really wanted to make a change and wanted to create this um, almost like a bulletproof system and it's never never going to be 100 percent spot on it always evolves and you know you might get sick of one thing and um might find that it doesn't work for you anymore so i think it's just when you um know that you need to make a change figuring out what works for you yeah i, I want to get into systems as well because we talked a bit about this over coffee last week firstly can you define system for our listener well what you what you would define as a system yeah um so I think the best way to explain it, and um, I'm definitely, I think I, I don't want to come on here and pretend that I've got all the answers because I don't, I'm just on this journey like anyone else. And that's what I say to all my clients and all my mates too, is that, yeah, I, I don't have all the answers, but I'm just on the journey with yeah, you. Yeah, and that's as well. perfect. That's what, that's what we say every week. We're, we, we're not gurus, we're not yeah. experts, we're just documenting our own journey, yeah. hoping that some people follow us along the way and get something yeah, out of it, it. And yeah. yeah but a system for me is something that i can turn to when this when i guess the water gets a bit stormy mm-hmm. now for example um i'm not in this really calm state because i'm starting up this new business yeah. and yeah there's been a little bit of anxiety creep in but i know that through the system that i built over last year and what i was able to overcome i know that if i wake up at the same time every day I meditate for 10 minutes before, have a nice cold shower in the morning, I'm ready for the day. Um, and then I'll do you know, my breathing, go for a swim. If I've ticked those things off during the day, I know that I've done everything in my power to be at my optimal level. It's elite. The uh, non-negotiables. That's like it, mate, say, tick them know, off. <laughs> and it can be something, you know, like to some a cold shower is extreme but i love it too good <laughs> um but you know non-negotiable for someone could be as simple as you know drink your two to three liters of water you know yeah. make sure you do it yeah like, and there's so many want. things like there's yeah. so many things in the toolbox that works for yeah for, for different people so i think it's just finding what works for you yeah because what works for me isn't going to work for everyone be good for everyone yeah but um <laughs> like yeah i suppose there's, there's definitely things that um, would work for someone else that I'd, I'd think are weird too. So, sure. How oh. often would you look at refining that system? Or is this something you could have for life? Yeah, good question. Oh, I think you always have to evolve it yeah. depending on your lifestyle. Like, I've never really woken up at well, before 5 a.m. in my life. Yeah. <laughs> but I've had to now. So it's like, cool, what can I do with this lifestyle yep. to make it both happy? You know, and, and just get the most out of myself. In your eyes, do you feel like you ever miss out on stuff 
Because th- this is what I, this is what I think about. Yep. Um, I'm a massive FOMO person, like huge, <laughs> like a lot of us probably are. Being someone that's a social person like you boys, wanting to get out, whether it's have a beer or go have a game of golf, like I don't, but other people do. I'm <laughs> we sure do just poorly. Uh, yeah, do very poorly. <laughs> uh, but when you are, when you do have a system like, and and you've got your system in place, you've got your non non negotiables, and you know to be your optimal level, you got to tick them all off. Do you ever feel a sense of FOMO and, you know, maybe talk from a personal experience where you've gone, you've decided not to do it when it was very tempting and you've felt better for it? Like you've gone, you know what, I'm glad I didn't go out with the boys last night. Yeah, like, I've always been one to just crumble to FOMO. You know? <laughs> Thank you, someone else. <laughs> um, but recently, you know, I think because I've got such a passion now for what I'm doing, I think a big thing that I've learned um, just recently is if you're doing something that you're super passionate about, which I am at the moment, then those decisions are pretty easy. Mm. Like definitely the Friday night thing, like I could go out tonight and have a few beers, but I know that tomorrow I won't be spot on for people who need that energy from me. Then there's other times that say on a Sunday, the boys having a Sunday sesh or whatever. (laughs) um, And you know that you got to wake up nice and early for yeah. Monday. So um, I think it's just what's important to you mm. and knowing, dealing with the consequences as well. So if you do choose to, I don't know. Own up to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Own up to it and say to yourself, um, look, I know I'm not feeling my best today, but it's through my own actions. Mm. I love that. So what would you say to somebody that wants to start out building a system, but they've never experienced anything before, they have no idea where to start, What's the, what's the best tip you could give them? Yeah, have a look around. There's plenty of things out there um, and plenty of things in the toolbox that you can tick off. I think um, what we're doing at the moment is amazing podcasts. There's so many amazing podcasts with knowledge out there that even if you start your day with a walk and a podcast, just to yep. clear your head, find some stillness. And it's just, it's a journey. Mm. Like, yeah, as I said... It, there won't be one answer. Yeah. There's, there's plenty of different answers out there. So um, find what works for you. Start with creating some stillness and find um, what you're passionate about and what tickles your fancy. Yep. That's and go way, from there. Way to put well, it. I was going to say that. Like, it would be doing, in my eyes, like looking at that, it's what do you love? Like, what do you love to do? Like, it, if you don't love lifting weights and going to the gym, well, that might not be a non-negotiable. Exactly. Yeah, that's right. Like, like when you say look around, look around at the stuff that you do enjoy because there's ways of having a system that's enjoyable, not just a chore. Yeah, 100%. You know? Because if you if you don't love it, yeah, you won't continue to do it. Yeah. Because it'll be, yeah, as you said, a, a chore. Like, I love the feeling that I get when I do the breathing and I love the person that it, turns me into because I'm a lot the way that I show up to my clients the way that I you know show up at home with my, my, my partner my family um, I'm a lot more open yep. when I've had that you know calm and that still rather than being in that rat race where you don't have any time to calm down and yep. your your system's just in overdrive so what is that can you explain that feeling of when during the breathing and after the breathing for someone yep. that hasn't done it before, what does it feel like? Yeah, cool. Um, how can I explain this? So, for example, someone who has a crazy job, 
Mm-hmm. Um, and by crazy, I mean long hours, doesn't get to spend a lot of time at home or a lot of stillness in their day. There, go, go, go. High stress. Yeah, yeah. high stress. Um, their, their body and their system is in a sympathetic state, which means their heart rate's going to be a lot higher. And as a result, their bodies and their mind is going to have emotions running through them that can intoxicate you. So emotions are like drugs or alcohol. Yep. They can have an intoxicating effect on you. Mm. So, for example, if you've ever been angry at something or someone, you can then react to them. So you might lose your shit at them. Whereas I, I think, yeah, the, the main benefit from this breathing or me- meditation is that you bring your system and your body into a parasympathetic state. Yep. So instead of being up here all the time, you bring yourself down. Yep. So your your heart rate calms down. Um, you're in a more calm and still place. Rather than being in fight or flight mode all the time, you're down and your body can actually chill yeah. and calm down. Would you, yeah, so you would say you're probably in a lot more of a conscious state. Then, 100%. Yeah, you're, you're actually mindful and conscious of yeah. what's around you, what you're saying, what you're thinking. Yeah, yeah. Like proactive, not reactive kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. 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 And um, like for, for someone who does have a high-paced job, mm. they can still be super conscious. And I think it's more important if they do. Um, yeah. Because then they're able to show up in their job with a lot more capacity to for, for whatever yep. profession they're in. Well, think about... Like, I don't know, you can maybe even share an experience and I'm sure we could too, but being in reactive mode, and we've talked about it on a pod before, but something as simple as being in traffic. Yeah. It's early in the morning, you might be on the road and someone cuts you off. A lot of people, their whole day is wrecked because of that one Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Being in this conscious state, it just really fascinates me because to me, it tells me how much control we all really have of how we want to feel. Yeah. And I think that is, just to elaborate on that a little bit there, I suppose, yeah, that is the main aim of this thing. We are in control of how we feel. We are not our thoughts. Like, I I suppose the biggest thing I think that I've found is that we have control of the way that we feel. And if if we let our mind control our body, then we're in our optimal state. But sometimes when we let those emotions they have that physical reaction, our body can control our mind. So being conscious, if you've got that high-paced job, like taking that five, ten minutes in the middle of the day just to reset. Mm. A couple of big, deep breaths. Yeah. You'll be so much better for it. So I love that you said middle of the day too because I think a lot of people think of morning. Well, I do. I, when I they, would too. Yeah. So how often are you breathing? How often are you going through these breathing techniques? I'll, I'll do a, a big one w- once a day. So that's sure, probably yeah. 20 to 30 minutes. And then I suppose I'm always conscious of my my breathing as well. So if at work um, I can feel myself getting a little bit anxious or whatever, I'll just do a couple of big deep breaths and just be aware of my state. Mm. Awesome. Tell us a bit more about how it's been and how it's felt knowing you've had an impact on someone, like whether it be breath work or Great whether, question. It, whether it be... You know, some mobility, teaching someone to stretch or yeah, like yeah. how to bench press. I don't know. Like, yeah. explain to us, like, you know, the feeling and, and what is that part of why you love your job? Doing something for someone's health. Yeah. 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 That's why I do it. Yeah. Um, and like, it sounds cliche and I always heard it for someone who wasn't a trainer. 
that is the reason why I get up at 4.30 now. Like, I used to hate getting up early. Yeah. But when I get up now, I'm on. You're off service. Yeah, yeah, I'm on. Time to serve. So, um, Mate, that's great. Yeah, that's the reason why I do it. And look, to be honest, I, I started out just wanting to help the boys and help um, my friends with anything that they're going through. So it started out with them. Now, like, I'm thinking, cool, where can I take this? How, how many people can I help? Because yeah. that, um, you know, we're, we're so lucky to, and I'm so grateful that um, I live in the place that we live and with the amount of opportunity that we have, you know, my purpose now is to serve people. Um, and, you know, if, if I can help, I started off just with one, mm. great. But I think now I've got a real opportunity to create something amazing Awesome. and help a huge amount of people which i think like you boys are doing as well which is awesome like the community that you guys can create from doing this we'll stay in touch i think we can do some good things I together so. yeah. <laughs> well, how would you so let's a lot of our listeners are on the peninsula in this area which is great how do they get involved with you in the monkey movement what's the best way to do that where's, where's, good where's little plug point? here danny boy <laughs> <laughs> um yeah look look everyone's welcome to the the breath work for sure i think um if that's something that you're interested in then it's pro- like i would say the number one thing that you can do for your mental health other than you know chatting with your friends and everything bloody oath come down to yeah. saturday morning breath work um my goal is to get that to you know hundreds of people coming that's awesome um and where is that just down at mills beach mornington, in mornington yeah. yeah so Actually, for the first time, run, running an ice bath this Are week, you? so we'll jump uh, jump in the ice bath I'm as well. Fine. Yeah, come, come on down. <laughs> oh, when tomorrow? Yeah, I'll come. Come on down, mate. Get I'll, balls deep, I'll as you there. say. I'll be there. In, uh, <laughs> yeah, get balls deep. Like, I'll be there in two weeks. I got right. the next two Saturdays. You're doing ice baths. Yeah, because I've always 100%. wanted to learn that. Yeah, you know, oh, power man. of the mind, my friend. Power yeah. of the mind. But you, um, other than that, other than that, um, do my personal training out of good life. So, yeah, come on down for a sesh. What, what time is that in the mornings? 7.30. Oh, that's not early. That's We're easy. Nah, nice and easy. Nice. Start your weekend off well, boys. That's right. I reckon we should do some uh, some quick fire, Dice. What do you reckon? We can the get quick, the, Yeah, well, uh, let's do it. We, um, so we started this uh, with our other guests today. Sorry, Sammy, that there's no uh, not a lot of notice for this. But we just did some <laughs> all right, quick... boys, on the spot. <laughs> just some quick fire questions, just, uh, just to sort of lighten things up towards the end of the show. Just some questions about yourself and, uh, yeah. Oh, well, maybe the listeners might get a bit more of a laugh out of this one. Well, yeah. It's, it's not overly funny. No, it's, it's, not, it's not, <laughs> not comedy. No, it's not no. funny at all. It's, it's actually getting a bit more of an insight into, into you, Croft, and like what you love. And, um, but you take it off. All right, it. first one, mate. So just first thing that comes to your, your head. Favorite, Shoot. Favourite movie? Oof. The Gentleman. The Gentleman? Yeah, gentleman. Ripper. Who's in that? Um, That's De Niro. Hey? Is that De Niro? Nah, nah. It's that new, think, new gangster movie. Um, who's in it? I really threw him on the spot. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, he came up with a movie, so I'm having the next question. Uh, book choice favorite. The monk who sold his Ferrari. Ooh. Ooh, what's that about? If you have not read it, I need to read it. It is the number one. What's it about? Uh, it's about a monk. Yep. Who sold his Ferrari? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, it's a ripper. That's, that's it sounds like going from busy life to simple life. Correct. Yeah. yeah. So, um, bit about what we spoke about yeah. before. So, high paced job. This guy's um, a lawyer in New York City and um, has a heart attack on the on the courtroom floor, um, and completely changes his life around. Sells his houses, Ferraris, goes to the Himalayas and um, on a search for who he is. Comes back a couple of years later and 
spreads the good news and the word. How good is that? I love it. it sounds very similar to the four hour. Like, yeah. In ways. Well, um, right, we're going to put that on the list. Well, you're well travelled, mate. Favourite holiday destination? Favourite place you've been? Ah. Uh, Outside of our lovely area. Jeez, it's a tough one. Puerto Escondido okay. in Mexico. Yeah. Oh, wow. Mexico's on my list. Yeah. yeah. All right. You've got, you're having a dinner party, five guests. Who do you bring? Go. Oh, that's, that's hard. Or Ooh. three. Let's make it three. All right. If you can name five, you can. You can, but. I want to think. Uh, Don't say Dawson D. I know you probably will. But, uh, <laughs> uh, let's go with. I'll have Chris Judd there. He's a good man. Dustin Martin. He'd be an interesting couple boat of, to have a beer with. Yeah. <laughs> and Roger Federer. Ooh, Ooh, yeah. I like that. Bit of a classy boy. I like yeah, that. Yeah. It's a good mix. All right. Favorite junk food if you were able. Give yourself a night. Mm. Can you eat anything, no effect. Jeez, I can't really go past a Palmer these yeah, days. No, yeah, that's a, I like that. <laughs> Your biggest fear? Fear. It's a good one. I think I'm going to conquer it in a few weeks, but um, jumping out of a plane. Really? What's, yeah. on, the, what's on the radar for yeah. that? Yeah, me, um, me and a mate have purchased a ticket oh, to um, conquer the fear. So, yeah, we'll see how we go. <laughs> oh, I like so that. Is the fear heights? Or? No, well, actually, I've sort of always... Wanted to do it, but then I'm like, yeah. oh, I don't know. But yeah. now I'm in. Now I'm in this. Um, you know, you're locked in, mate. Yeah, we'll see how we go. Who would play in a movie, Croft? <sighs> Some redhead, <laughs> bald bloke with red beard. <laughs> Fair enough. Cal Pilkington. Uh, no. um, all right. Do you have any more, day? I've just got. Yeah, no, uh, one more. Who, who do you uh, who do you back for? Who's your sports team or favourite sports team? Wow. When you said Juddy, I thought it was a Carlton. No, no, the the mighty Melbourne Football Club. But, um, yeah, I'll give him one more year. We'll see. Do you have an <laughs> NBA team? You're into the NBA? Oh, I am. But um, only really for LeBron and Steph oh, Curry. Yeah. I'm not massive You're into it. But um, player follow yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, I think that's... Unless you've got any more, no, mate. No, oh, I'm... I'm all done. Right. Well, that was just a few. This is a new segment we're, we're yeah. sort of testing. Oh, actually, last one. We, I don't know why I don't have it here. Favourite quote? Well, I, I, love, um, I love the quote, the thousand mile journey starts with the first step. I think it leads into everything that we had a good chat about. So taking that first step to, to change, I think is massive. Beautiful, mate. Well, it. can't thank you enough, firstly. Crimps actually come with yeah. gifts. We're going to put that, We're going to put that on for the uh, photo we're about to take. Yeah. But, mate, thank you so thank much. Thank you, mate. No worries, boys. Thank you for being so open. Thanks for really having me. really appreciate it. But uh, we can't let you go without a bit of a plug. So give us your Insta, your Facebook, the monkey movement. Where, yeah. Where do we find you if you're listening? Yeah, jump on Instagram, Facebook at the monkey movement, and then have a look at the website, www.themonkeymovement.com. Thanks, mate. Cheers, Thanks, boys. Paul.